Today is the third Sunday in Advent. The Gospel reading appointed for this day is taken from the 11th chapter of St. Matthew's Gospel, beginning with the second verse. When John had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said to him, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitude concer- multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. In the epistle reading for today, from 1 Corinthians, St. Paul writes, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. But with me is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself. St. Paul wrote thus concerning himself and those whom the Lord has called to the apostolic ministry. But they are words which we may apply to St. John the Baptist as well, as we hear Jesus' testimony concerning him in the appointed gospel reading. St. Luke tells us that it was in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar that the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins, as is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough ways smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. There had been expectations surrounding John since the time of his birth, when his father Zechariah had his speech restored to him on the day when John was circumcised and named. We are told in Luke's Gospel, Then fear came on all those who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Such eager anticipation came to full bloom when God's word came to John, and he began to preach and baptize. There is not a a further record in Scripture concerning the call which came to St. John. We may understand from the context that it was therefore an immediate call. John's was a singular ministry. He is the one who bridges the Old and New Testaments, pointing to the one who is the fulfillment of the promises of the Lord concerning a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Indeed, there was an eager anticipation among many that John might actually be the Messiah. But when the priests and Levites came to him from Jerusalem, he declared very clearly that he was not the Messiah, but rather he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. The way in which John identified himself, the way in which Scripture refers to him, the way in which Jesus describes him, makes it clear that Jesus and the servant of the word understood exactly who John is, 
and how his ministry was connected to the coming of the Messiah. But the disciples of John, like the multitudes and the priests and the Levites, were often confused regarding the person and work of John the Baptist. It was thus that John sent two of his disciples to Jesus with the first question which we must consider from today's gospel. Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? John had been correctly answering this question since the moment when Jesus came to John for baptism. From the first moment John said to Jesus, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And John had already testified to his disciples that he had heard the voice of God coming from heaven, testifying that Jesus is the Son of God. Thus we read in John the first chapter, And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descend, descending from heaven like a dove, and remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testified that this is the Son of God. John had heard the voice of the Father, and had witnessed to the, sent, to the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the Messiah. There was no doubt in the heart of this one who had leapt in his mother's womb at the approach of the Christ. The problem was in the hearts of, his, of some of his disciples, who clung to John when they should have followed Jesus. John desired that his disciples would depart from him for the, to follow the one whose way he had prepared. But in their weakness, they delayed. From the time of the baptism, John sent his disciples to Jesus. John was the one preparing the way. He knew that people were not to follow him, but to follow the one to whom John pointed. John understood that he was the messenger of God who comes before the messenger of the covenant, as we read in Malachi, the third chapter. The problem in the heart of the disciples of John was that they wanted to follow John and were neglecting what that servant of God was teaching them. And being followers of John, they were disinclined to be content with what John was teaching. They wanted a special sign from Jesus. That is, they wanted that their teacher would be freed from imprison the imprisonment into which Herod had cast him, and that thus John would be vindicated before all. Jesus calls them back to the promised signs which accompany the coming of the Messiah. Go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor of the gospel preach to them. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. You see, they were in danger of being offended because they clung to John and not to the one to whom he had pointed. But we must ask ourselves, do we want those things which the Lord has promised, or do we want some other sign? Because false teachers are always trying to set up some sign which the Lord did not promise. Some point to charismatic gifts, others point to the extraordinary claims which the papacy makes concerning itself. Others seek a sign from God in prosperity or in power. But John ref refused all such worldly influence. He was content to be merely a steward of the mysteries of God, proclaiming the word, baptizing the people of God, 
and preparing the way for the coming of the Lord. Jesus asked the multitude, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? Certainly not. John was not a man given to following the winds of human doctrine or the cult of popularity. John was a man of unwavering integrity, an integrity which even his enemies had to respect. Thus, even when John had been imprisoned by Herod, we read in Mark chapter 6, Therefore Herodias held it against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just and holy man, and he protected him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. No, far from being a reed shaken by the wind, John was a man of immovable integrity in his fidelity to the Lord, who had called him to this ministry. But in the Gospel reading for today, we read that Jesus asked again, But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those who wear soft clothing are in king's houses. John was certainly no favorite, favorite of the court. He had alienated Herodias. It was the Pharisees who could make common cause with the Herodians. John spoke the truth without regard to the station in life of the one to whom he was speaking, and his preaching was concerning the repentance and faith in the Christ. John was the one who was a prophet and more than a prophet. He was Elijah who was to come. He was the messenger who came before the Lord, the messenger of the covenant, God in flesh. And that messenger of the covenant is the one who is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Purifying and refining. In this season of Advent, this season of repentance, we are to be all the more aware of our need for such purification and such refining. This day is a day of refreshment in this season of repentance. Thus the words of the intro at Rejoice in the Lord alway, and again I say rejoice. We have a cause to rejoice, for our salvation has come. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have cause to rejoice always, because the Lord has become our Redeemer from death. For those who will not repent, the judgment of the Lord is to be feared. For the Lord, Scripture tells us, will be a swift witness against sorcerers, against adulterers, against perjurers, against those who exploit wage earners and widows and orphans, and against those who turn away an alien. All these transgressions, whether we consider them great or small, are worthy of judgment because they are all a testimony which proclaims that the one who practices such things does not fear the Lord. Impenitence is the mark of a lack of fear of the Lord. What is needed is repentance before the Lord, sorrow for sin which acknowledges that the only source of lasting joy is the Lord, who offers life and peace to all who repent, believing in the Christ. John proclaimed that the Christ who came in fulfillment of all the promises of the Redeemer, all the prophecies since the first generation of man, that the Lord himself would come in flesh to deliver us from death. The final words of the Old Testament reading for today proclaim hope, for there we read, For I am the Lord, I do not change, therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. We who are children of God by grace through faith have hope, for the Lord does not change, and his promises endure. 
We who could not save ourselves now have a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The one who will not repent does not desire a Savior, but rather abides in death as long as he does not repent. But for the one who fears his sins and thus knows his need, knows that Christ is this deliverer from death, this Savior who has won our redemption through his blood shed for us. The redemption which is ours in Christ Jesus, this salvation which we have, through baptism into him, is the only deliverance from death, and the only one that we need. This, this salvation is ours by faith, and that faith is born by the work of the Holy Spirit through the Word. John was sent to bear witness to the Savior. He preached the good news of salvation and administered the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. We, too, have been washed from sin through water in the Word. We have this hope through Christ who comes to us in his word and in his sacrament. This advent of our Savior is our refreshment and peace. We rejoice in the one who gives us this hope, who died and rose from the dead to give us this promise of life eternal. In the Christ we have life, and in this hope we rejoice. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we beseech you, Give ear to our prayers and lighten the darkness of our hearts by your visitation, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10.30 a.m. worship service. Sunday school is available for all ages at 9.30 a.m. During this Advent season, we also have services on Wednesdays, both in the morning at 11 a.m. and in the evening at 7 p.m. And we invite you to join us on those occasions as well as we hear the word of the Lord. Salem is affiliated with the Evangelical Lutheran Diocese of North America, and we invite you to learn more concerning our fellowship on the internet at www.eldona.org. These broadcasts are provided through the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone.